Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another a new episode of Bichara Supply Chain. Uh, this is Norhadi House and I'm joined by our guest today, uh, Albert Jordan from Netherlands. Okay, so in today's episode, I and Albert will be discussing a very interesting topic about uh, sustainability, uh, particularly in last mile delivery, including the challenge and uh, opportunities. But uh, Albert, before we get started, Maybe you could just mm-hmm. please tell us a bit about yourself, your uh, professional background, and how did you come to have a patient for working in the supply chain and sustainability space? I'm, I'm working for over 40 years now, um, and uh, 30 plus years of them in the parcel distribution uh, industry, um, and still as we speak. Um, Although I had a little adventure in 2009 as I started to work as an independent consultant uh, helping uh, small and medium enterprises with the topic of uh, implementing sustainability uh, and the demands they get on this topic from their customers, their larger customers. Um, That lasted for three years as I rejoined the parcel distribution in 2012 again, probably... Mm -hmm. Well, that's some karma thingy, I don't know, but she don't seem to get uh, uh, rid of the uh, logistic uh, uh, journey in my career. <laughs> um, yeah, for the rest, privately, I have a beautiful family and home, uh, which I enjoy very much, besides my hobbies, like uh, motorcycles and fitness, and I do some voluntary work. Mm. So as I said, uh, I still behave uh, as a youngster. <laughs> interesting okay albert uh, i recently came across very uh, interesting report from the central which state that during the pandemic consumer behaviors and retailers respond to them change the carbon footprint of last mile delivery making it more sustainable so the last mile supply chain enabled by a local fulfillment center has the potential to reduce last mile emissions by 70 to 26 percent in 2025. So, what's what's your take on this report, Albert? Yeah, um, I wasn't familiar to be honest with report, but then again, there are many many reports, uh, uh, especially in Holland. We are very uh, we are great at it. Um, but all reports at the end have some truth uh, in, in them. Uh, what strikes me most was the phrase uh, faster, cheaper, and greener. Um, yeah, this, this was really emphasized in the report. Uh, and of course, I can understand these principles, but, but in today's real- reality, they are, to me, contradictory. Um, and my focus is, for, among others, the triple bottom line approach. So, yes, we see more and more contemporary concepts, but 
these are still mainly driven by free spirits and representatives of the generation who are entering the, the labor market uh, at this moment and the coming years. Mm-hmm. And uh, big players who started to drive sustainability around the millennium. Um, I was working for them. Uh, I wrote a European program for one of them. Uh, they are often seen as front runners, front runners, but are they really? And uh, the reason why I'm saying that is that the logistic chain is only as strong as its uh, weakest link. So I'm still plea bargaining for the small and medium enterprises and their essential role in getting it done together. You know, that's that's why I uh, wrote a, a book, especially for them uh, in 2013. Uh, the thing is that there is a sustainable, sustainable sorry, substantial unbalance between the old way of doing things and technical evolution. In other words, it looks like we have the brains, but it looks like our behavior is lagging behind. It it all became, to me, very instrumental, uh, which focused with focus on the technological opportunities. Let's let's say the, the planet pillar of things. Uh, what we see is uh, ISO, GHG, uh, GRI, ESG. We, we love from some. We love abbreviations, but to me, honestly, uh, I once learned an old management trick: if you can't convince them, confuse them. Yeah. So, if we look at the other pillars, people and prosperity, or profit or prosperity, mm-hmm. we are doing a poor. We are doing a poor job as a community. Um, we have high failure costs because of leaking processes. Yeah. We, exploit, we exploit the drivers of this e-commerce. Uh, we exploit the drivers of the subcontractors as an industry. Um, we, they, they often have to do between 150, 175 stops per day. Can you imagine about 175 stops per day? Mm-hmm. So this results in high stress levels, which they bring home to their families. This is putting pressure on their driving style. So we have high repair costs due to high accident rates, which in its way is also part of the planet uh, pillar because you need to repair, you need to paint, you know, all kinds of substances uh, and emissions you don't normally don't, yeah, prefer not to have. So, you know, to summarize, nothing is, is, is what it looks like other than focus on monetary profits. So yes, we buy a lot. And yes, we're getting smarter and getting it to the subcontractor, but the cost of doing that is very high. And um, maybe later on, I can, I can give another example about this uh, one-dimensional approach, this, this, this vehicle, uh, technological vehicle, but no focus on the human side of things and the prosperity side of things. So um, if the focus is still on the monetary side of things, mm. to, me, to me, that's old school and not a fertile path to a, a more sustainable world. This is not a new thing, I think, uh, that everyone knows the uh, sustainable last mile cannot be created by a single entity, right? It, it will require all ecosystems no, to, to collaborate in ways they have never done before. So what sustainable step would you recommend to a business leader to improve uh, the sustainability? 
Yeah, exactly. Though that's that's it's a good uh, following up question on the on the on the first one. Yeah. Um, like I explained, uh, my focus is on among others uh, the triple bottom line approach. Um, having said that, I see uh, little change when it comes to collaboration and end-to-end thinking. Um, but you know, let's let's take an example. For example, uh, electric vehicles or solar panels. Um, on the one side, by using them, it benefits certain uh, sustainable uh, development goals, uh, the SDGs, one of the uh, abbreviations I mentioned. Um, but by producing them on the uh, other certain SDGs are violated uh, because of unworthy cobalt and lithium mining activities in, for example, Congo and Zimbabwe. Uh, and this is causing a substantial unbalance. Yeah? Yeah. So, yes, it's a good thing we use an electric vehicle, although we think it's a good thing to use an electric vehicle, to use solar panels on your house. But if we look at the complete chain uh, there's an unbalance uh, if you are weighing these uh, initiatives uh, and the production based on the SDGs. There's a big unbalance. Uh, we can all picture these uh, working conditions of this, uh, the, the people over there. So at some point, we need to consider the SDG effects in the whole chain whether we like it or not. We cannot produce the old way and we still do it. We still do it. How many sockets do we have for the computers? Now we now we are talking to move forward to one standard like USB-C. But every everybody knows the the, uh, the 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 huge number of different sockets, and then you buy something new, and then you need to buy another socket as well, or another cable, or whatever. You know, it's the all the old ways make. Uh, absolute yeah? so the the uh, the lifetime is already planned so we 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 take the resources we produce something but we we make it absolute so uh, you, it will not be used after two three years we throw it away we throw it on the landfill and we buy something new and the linear process starts again so there's there's uh, still almost in 2023 um, we are still not that many circular processes. Uh, Albert, you have been in this space for many years, so maybe you could share some stories about how a local prayer, uh, particularly with what you have seen in Netherlands, is more uh, sustainable in the approach, so our listener can learn about that. I, I mentioned uh, the key role of the small and medium enterprises. Yeah, we, we everybody in the chain needs to to contribute uh, mm-hmm. in order to to make uh, things production and services more sustainable. Yeah. So, for argument's sake, uh, let's focus on the subcontractors, which are small and medium enterprises. All known parcel distribution companies rely to some degree on these subcontractors, even some of them for a full 100%. Um, what I tried to do in 2008, and what is still a common practice, which in itself is food for thought, uh, is to make an offer they can't refuse, to persuade them to switch from, the, for example, diesel to an alternative uh, fuel option. Uh, in 2008, this was CNG in Holland, yeah, compressed natural gas. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, now, nowadays, it's uh, EV, electric vehicles. Um, but this approach is, is marginal and, and has limited success. Uh, I have to be honest, even though in 2008, it was uh, quite some uh, news uh, when, right. when we, when we uh, implemented 50 CNG vehicles. But uh, we are still at the same level. So this, this approach is marginal and has limited success if you continue to approach from only the so-called planet approach. So uh, I, I, I did the same thing in 2008, but there was nothing there. So we had to start something. So it was CNG, and nowadays it's EFE. But like I said, this is all one-dimensional, focused on the planet approach. Let's have a more, more sustainable vehicle. Yeah, but what about the people? What about the traffic? What about uh, the cost? Uh, so... You have to include the people and prosperity or profit side of things too, in order to make it a real sustainable. So not sustainable only in the way of green, uh, but sustainable in the uh, complete triple bottom line approach. Um, We are still doing it the same. We're still trying to make offers uh, subcontractors can't refuse. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really still marginal. Uh, don't be fooled by all the marketing advertising. Um, it's still marginal. And some of them had speed up their, their process, but it's still, it's still the major players. So it's not, it's not common practice. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. still not mainstream. No, not common practice. No three, three uh, PL bottom, uh, bottom line approach. But uh, in the end, even small steps uh, is progress. At Vichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Vichara Supply Chain and stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.vicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.